How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hello, and welcome to Gaze on Film. This podcast is where we, a pair of gays, talk about what we're watching. I'm Ned. And I'm Declan. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about Scream 6. You seem a bit giddy. Is it because we're in the new flat? Must be. Yeah. Should we just say that straight away? We're We're in the new flat. We've been a while since we last recorded, but now we... It's a Sunday afternoon and we've just said, shall we do... Yeah. That episode that we've been meaning to do for about two weeks. Yeah. So, You know, they say moving house is one of the most stressful things that people can do. Mm. I always think, I always assume they mean like buying a new house because I bet adding mortgage things in makes it even Oh, it will be stressful. worse. Yeah. But I hate moving. Well, I've also discovered, listeners, that Ned is a hoarder um, and my dad, who helped us move along with some of my other family and Ned's family, but my dad particularly was saying, you can't believe how much of a hoarder Ned is and you can't believe how much stuff he's got. So It's not like I have unnecessary stuff, though. Granted, I got rid of a fair bit, but the rest of what I've kept, there's still lots of it, but it's all clothes that I wear, it's all books that I intend to read. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just a load of toiletries and bath products and things that I'm working my way through. But Yeah, because Ned used to work at Moulton Brown and also had a family member who worked there. So we've got a cupboard that is literally full <laughs> of Moulton Brown products. But it's quite nice for when we have guests over because they've got nice... Oh, I'm not luxurious. No, but they, you know, they can go to the shower and be like, oh, look at all this molten brown stuff. It's nice. <laughs> anyway, we didn't even finish the script, the intro <laughs> script, but... Remember Did... before proceeding, there will be spoilers once we get into the headline feature. So do always... No? So, as always, <laughs> do proceed with caution. But before we get to that, Declan, I'm dying to know what you've been watching recently. Right. Well, it's been a while since we recorded. No, it's just, I was expecting, well, you said Declan, which was weird because the script is like King at the end. I wondered if you were going to say Declan and King. Well, we don't need to read word for word. No, I know. I know. I know we swap it up. I know. Um, Well, I've watched a lot because it's been a while (laughs) since we last recorded and wasn't I ill? No, I was ill when we recorded the last podcast and I was like still kind of. But anyway, I watched six episodes, the full season of Blackbird on Apple TV, the streaming service that, that I champion it all the time. Yeah, it's with Taron Edgerton. It's about how he has been arrested for drug something, but they ask him to go into a tighter security prison to try and get a confession off a serial killer for where the bodies are. So he has to go in and like befriend, and then if he's successful, he gets released out of jail. It's based on a true story. Okay. It's really good. Um, he's very ripped these days, Taron Edgerton. Like, he's mm-hmm. never been chubby, but, yeah. Ripped. There was shredded. A, yeah, yeah. Speaking of shredded people, we've also seen Creed 3. Yeah. Which was... Although since we've seen this, there's been a lot of stuff happen with Jonathan Majors. Have you seen on Twitter? No. He was arrested this week for assault in his girlfriend, but then they're saying it's not a thing. And then loads of this stuff is saying they can't believe how 
somebody so horrible has got so successful so quickly because apparently he's renowned for behind the scenes being a bit of a dick but you never know what to believe really with that but they're saying that none of the charges will come like his lawyers are saying they're a load of rubbish lawyers would say that no but even apparently his girlfriends said they're trying to vilify him when it was just an argument so we'll see Um, not that we engage in celebrity gossip no but you know if it does um happen where it's something goes down then god knows the mcu's already in a bit of a not that that's the biggest thing about it but (laughs) when we're talking about films that's the bit that we would touch on but obviously hope that justice is done whatever has happened indeed um but creed 3 is great Um, fantastic film uh, i think i preferred it out of all of them um it's broken records hasn't it yeah it's done very well so far i think it's like what we on at the minute 250 worldwide which for a film that's cost that million yeah, yeah 75 million to make it's very much in there's something going on at the minute because there's another film we're going to get to which we've seen which is shazam 2 which i did enjoy but is mm-hmm. absolutely flopping at the box office like so so bad like apparently it's going to struggle to even outgross morbius which i haven't even seen but was horrendous right i liked shazam 2 but it's not one of them that i'd recommend to all my no friends but like either. i'm talking like ant-man and creed uh sorry ant-man and shazam are both not right. doing very well and yeah. it's like are people genuinely getting a bit of superhero fatigue or well, is it just that they're not very good well i think both things can be true because it's not just audiences that can get the superhero fatigue but production as well there's only so many ways you can make a superhero film and when they're like churning them out as they have been well this is what i think years. yeah i think that i think the phone in them in as well and i think there's a real tide with some of the films that we've seen in the last few weeks so we've mentioned creed 3 we've mentioned we've not mentioned john wick 4 which we're not going to mention because we are going to do an episode on it but it's freaking fantastic <laughs> um and what's the other one like dungeons and dragons is out this weekend which we saw early that looks like it's going to overperform so it's like it's not as if people aren't going to the cinema. It's just that the phoned in way that some of these Marvel films and DC films are I being made is just... Production companies may well have got complacent with it. Yeah. Um, especially with Marvel, because even before the MCU, Marvel had a massive fan base anyway. Yeah. Likewise with DC, people have for decades been superhero fans. But you always knew you were going to get a certain level of quality. And I would say between the last the last MCU film that I would say, now I've had a bit of distance from it, that I really, really enjoyed was Shang-Chi. Oh, yeah. Like, Black Panther I did enjoy. Yeah. Did Spider-Man come out after Shang-Chi? I think it did. Yeah. And I did enjoy it, but it was like a... It was like a... It was like... Someone described it as a theme park ride as a film, and I get exactly what it means, yeah. like bringing back those other two. Yeah. But I think between Thor, Love and Thunder and Ant-Man, they're just not that good. No, although to be honest, that's kind of a natural cycle of things. Like the MCU found its stride by the end of phase one, had I think a relatively strong phase two. Yeah. And that is starting to wane a little bit now, so we'll just have to see what happens. Well, the next big test, I guess, is Guardians 3. Indeed. Um, we've seen Pearl, which is the sequel to X. The prequel. Prequels. Prequels. Yeah, prequel to, but the sequel of. That's oh, a prequel. Well, no, but it's the second film. Yeah. Which we really enjoyed. Do you, would you like to talk about there. Pearl? Because I think you enjoyed it more than I did. I absolutely loved it. I would love to do an episode on Pearl, actually, if you wanted. Because I think I could talk about it for hours. It was fantastic. I loved the way it was filmed. I loved the colour palette. It was very um, Wizard of Oz hits horror. Um, And I don't want to go into spoilers because this isn't the section for spoilers particularly. Um, But it was like, I think I gave it five, did I? Or did you talk me down to four and a half? I don't know. I preferred X to Pearl, but I think you preferred Pearl to X. 
Well, I, gave, I definitely gave X five stars, so I must have given five You get five very happy-clappy you with I'm your five stars, though, five don't you? Stars, but I don't see why, if a film hits every mark that it's aiming for, why would it not get five stars? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I really enjoyed Pearl. I thought it was funny and scary and creepy and disturbing, and I would recommend everyone who is not too sensitive to horror to go and watch it. But having said that, it wasn't particularly gory or jump scary. <laughs> there wasn't that much blood in it. Oh, it was quite gory. I would agree on the jump scares, but I would say it was quite gory. Oh, I thought I didn't think there was as much blood as I was expecting from the sequel to X prequel. There wasn't, but I would say the times when it was it was gory, it was quite gory. Yeah. But it didn't come as a shock, I think. No. Which, you know, not complaining at all. I thought Mia Goth's performance was fantastic. Haunting. Yeah. And the end credits, it's just a shot of her face. Smiling. Smiling and kind of crying a little bit. And she didn't blink for the entire thing. And you it was really scary. <laughs> that it was shot all at once as well. It wasn't like no, together didn't or away. frozen or yeah. slowed down or anything. It was just... A continuous shot of her staring at the camera. I'm not surprised your eyes watered. Mine would have done. It's like a staring contest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then yesterday we saw uh, Rye Lane in the cinema, which we seeked out because it has been out for a Sought while. Out. Sought out. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that ends up being on my top ten list of the year, uh, if it's not very close. Like, I'd heard people say it was really good. And I thought, well, how how much how good can a British rom com be? And I know they can be good, but I thought, you know, how impressed am I going to be? How new can it be? Yeah, and I mean, it did hit quite a few like rom com tropes, but it felt fresh in the same sense. Yeah. So I think I was looking that will release on Disney Plus on the third of May, and I would really like to do an episode on it when when it get once it gets its digital release because I think more yeah. people will see it. So I think we should. But for those of you who want to see it, if you're at a loss this April, yeah, there are a few showings the in the cinema, and it is a fantastic rom com, a fantastic British film. It's got rising stars in it. Yeah. It's shot wonderfully. Yeah. It's got so creative. Um, I think I gave it four and a half stars. Mm. So yeah, yeah, and it's one of those things. Like I often think. You know, when it's so location-specific for it to have massive people, like, I think when something is based and about London or New York, sometimes I struggle to relate too much to it because I'm like, oh, it's just, you know, London people loving London, doing London things. (laughs) But this was so light and airy and fun and fresh that that didn't really matter for me. I didn't feel... Um, estranged because of that no. sometimes can happen no it really like Peckham yeah. Rye Lane I don't know if that's a, it went actual, to Brixton, at Brixton like that was a Rye Lane does exist does it? it's yeah. like a main character in that that film but yeah. it's not like oh if I don't know the area as you say I, I won't get it you yeah. really do feel it's just a film about some people having a really good day yeah and it's only like 84 minutes so yeah really really easy watching yeah. and Really cleverly shot. Really clever. That's what I really want to get into because there were some touches that they were doing with some of the background stuff. Yeah. That was really clever. Maybe let's 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 watch it it. again. I want to watch it again. Yeah, I do. We can do an episode. Yeah. Listen out, listeners. Yeah, that should be coming in May. Anything that you'd like to mention? I've been hitting the TV shows really hard recently. I know, which I'm very shocked at, to be honest. Well, yeah. I think between the fact that we've not really made it to the cinema as often as we ordinarily would, and because we've been moving and things, we've not really sat down to watch films as much as we ordinarily would. Hmm. You know, when life just gets in the way, I've taken the opportunity to catch up on TV a lot. Mm-hmm. So in anticipation, in, oh, Pithen. anticipation of watching the Luther film, which I did watch two nights ago, I watched all of the seasons of Luther as well. And to be honest, strong start, one, two, and three, brilliant. Four, I was a bit like, well, I can see where this is going. And five, I just thought it was a bit poor. And the film didn't really have me. Yeah, Luther's a bit of a blind spot for me because I remember trying it and I couldn't really get into it. And then it's one of those things where everyone seems to love it, but I just can't get... 
That, I'll tell you what else is like that for me. Can't get on with Peaky Blinders. Never have been able to. Oh, really? Tried I it like twice and I can't. Something about it, I just cannot get into it. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, I haven't heard good things about the Netflix film. So The Luther one? Yeah. Yeah, I think... I don't expect it to be not very popular because I think with Idris Elba in, there's a lot of Idris fans out there who will watch it for him. But, like, the film itself is a little bit... Like, Luther as a cop drama is pushing the edges of Farfetched. And the film just takes it a bit too far for my liking. Um, I'm with you. And the, a few, uh, at times the script, script gets a little bit lazy. Um, and some of the elements are just a bit too conveniently placed. I just, it lost me by the end. So that's a that good sentence. That. Some of the elements are too conveniently placed. Wow. Oh, quite the wordsmith. You are. <laughs> what's this on your list? Kotaro Lives Alone. Yeah, what's that? It's actually really adorable. Sounds like a Ghibli. It's not a Ghibli, but it is anime. And it's, it's a Japanese TV show. Um, episodes are 28 to 37 minutes long-ish. What's it on? Netflix. <laughs> Put my teeth back in. Netflix. Netflix. And um, the thing you might not expect about Kotaro Lives Alone is the first thing. You know where um, Netflix in the top corner like pops up with the um, content warnings? It says child abuse theme. And you're like, oh, I thought this was going to be really, really cute. Basically, the premise is this, I want to say like four-year-old kid. He's kindergarten age. Um moves into an apartment that's like a complex of six rooms basically and gets to know his neighbours and by all accounts lives a normal adult life doing normal adult things but is a four year old uh, so he's got all of these adults around him looking out for his needs um, and it's not until right towards the end of the series that you really get to know what has gone on in Kotaro's life I'm going to leave it at that but if you're a fan of anime watch it because it's really adorable. Have you watched it in here? I haven't heard you watching it in here. No, I haven't. We, me and Harry have got two episodes left. So we were watching it in the run-up to moving out. Okay. Um, also been making a bit of progress on X-Files. Apparently that's coming back. Is it? Yeah, not oh. to like hijack the, the news, but I swear I've read that. Uh, for a TV show or for a film? Keep talking about what you've been watching. Okay, well, separate to X-Files, which I enjoy, it's kind of... It's a bit like 90s camp, but not intentionally camp. Like, silly alien stuff goes on, uh, and it's Gillian Anderson, which is fun. That's it. Go on. Apparently, Ryan Coogler of yeah. Creed 1 and 2 and Black Panther fame yeah. um, is looking to reboot... The X-Files. The X-Files, Oh, that'll yeah. be fun. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm excited oh. for that. It was um, nominated for 62 Emmys in its original run, winning 16 of them. Oh, my God. And I've never seen a single episode of that either. Gosh. Is it Aliens? It's like unsolved FBI cases. That could be Aliens. And a lot of them have a little bit of a, like, extraterrestrial feel to them, but there's nothing ever confirmed. Right. It's fun mysteries, really. Um, and the only other thing I've also been watching is another Netflix one called Smiley. It is a Spanish gay TV show where, like, all of the main characters are some sort of LGBTQ. I thought you were going to say gorgeous. Well, I mean, they are all gorgeous as well. Yeah. Uh, and I've been watching it in Spanish with English subtitles. <gasps> Wow. Just to, you know, practice my listening. Um, they speak really, really fast. So for one episode, I tried watching it on uh, 0.75 speed. And I was like, okay, well, I can read the subtitles and I can hear the words, but they're moving so slowly that I'm just like, will you just get to where you need to be? So I've had to put it back up to full speed. And now I'm like, oh, it's a lot to listen to. Yeah, because what's that other one that everyone says is good? Elite? Elite? Elite. I think they say Elite. Do they? Um, that's about like I, that gives me what I imagine um, euphoria 
to be like. Oh, I don't think so. Like, high school, everyone's cast about 10 years younger than their actual age. And it's all sex fueled and hormones raging and queer. But Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah. is that everything? I think so. Um, you've already touched on some news, but what else has been going on? Um, I thought this was quite apt because on our last episode when we discussed the Daniels. Um, are they the Daniels? Or are they some just people Daniels? just. I know, but it just feels really weird to say it Daniels. Because it's plural of Daniel because they're both called Daniel. Yeah, it's well, anyway, since the Everything Everywhere All at Once episode, we said we can't wait to see what they do next. And what is it that And turns next? out they've already done. So as well as the A24 um, first look deal that they've got, mm-hmm. apparently they will be directing at least one episode of a new Star Wars TV show called Skeleton Crew, um, and it's already in the can. Like, I think they've already done it. Is it live action? Yes. Cool. Which is really cool because, you know, I do think Star Wars is is finding its groove on tv i wish it would come back with some decent films because yeah. are you enjoying mandalorian so far mm, not as much as the last season really no i really am i'm getting into it no and i just yeah it's had something about it but we're only what are we five episodes in four episodes in how many are they gonna be is it eight or nine normally they do in a season it's usually single figures yeah but yeah, I mean, and yeah, they just don't seem to be getting their films sorted because the the announced Patty Jenkins Rogue Squadron that's been totally canned. Yeah. Um, I don't. Did they say Tiger Waititi's one's been canned? Yeah. Um, the next Star Wars film looks like it'll be written by Stephen Knight, who is the guy that wrote Peaky Blinders. I want to say. Is it? Ah. Um, is it? Oh, just thought of another piece of news. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow is now off the hook for that oh, ridiculous that skiing was like, accident. I've never known. I'd, yeah, I was like, if that's not an American crime story in about 10 years' time, <laughs> like, I don't know. I want to um, see the true crime adaptation of it. Well, I, I, I was like, what is it. happening? It was in the news every day, and I just thought, this is just honestly obscene. Um, but yeah, they seem to have found that, like, the Daniels directing an episode of Star Wars to me is very very exciting mm. um did i say who else has got it oh as well as david lowry is also directing an episode who did the green knight which we've not seen which i really want to see which what's the green knight it was like an arthurian retelling with dev patel in that went came out during the pandemic straight on amazon oh, prime i think i remember it um, its existence he also did pete's dragon which was quite cute um so yeah, that's the news. Well, what a time we've had. But now it's time to cast our minds into the future and get excited for what's coming up in the world of TV again this time. Oh, is it? It's time now for Trailer Trash or Treasure. And what have we got this time? Oh, I was trying to think of some like funny way to introduce this because I think the name is so strange. Beef. 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 We've got beef. I've not actually... I've heard good things about this trailer, but I've not actually watched it. Okay. So this is fresh to me as well. So shall we Shall we watch it? Well, as always, listeners, the link to this trailer is in the show notes. So if you would like to pause now and watch along with us, do it. <laughs> <laughs> You're more than welcome to. See, See you after, after the, the sparkles. sparkles. Hey, that looks funny. It does, doesn't it? Mm. Revenge, thriller, comedy, primarily Asian American cast. Yeah. With a co-production of A24. So it looks like the reason it's called Beef is because these two people have beef with each other. Yeah. For, I'm going to say, an overreaction when one of them doesn't look properly when backing out of a car parking space. And it looks like that moment then intertwines their <laughs> life somehow. Um, Loads of different wigs going on. Yeah. Um, lots of fancy looking settings. Um, 
I don't know what else to say. I'm quite appealed to. Appealed to. Um, Academy Award nominee Stephen Yeun. What do we know him from? Well, I know him from The Walking Dead. Um, I recognise his name. Maybe he was I've in just Nope. Heard. He was the cowboy guy. Yes, yeah. that's it. Um, he got his Oscar nom for Minari, which you I never got seen. to see. You would love that film. I you know. Really should watch it. Um, yeah, he primarily broke out in The Walking Dead as Glenn and. Ali Wong, Emmy nominee. I don't really know what she's from. She's a comedian. She's, I'm pretty sure she's been a guest judge on Drag Race, actually. Um, she also was in a cute little animated series on Netflix a couple of years ago called Tuca and Bertie, um, which was fun. Oh, yeah, Alongside she was guest, Tiffany She was guest judge uh, on Drag Race like three weeks ago. Well, yeah, yeah. And the episode was called Two Queens, One Joe. I've not been watching the latest that was season. A, so it was like a, was it a roast? comedy. Yeah, it was a little bit roasty, but not quite. Like roast beef. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, looks very good. Would you give it a trash or a treasure? Treasure. Same for me. Yeah. So that's it. Beef on Netflix, it's April out. the 6th. So yeah, it'll be out when this episode comes out. It's out this week. So yeah. Bob. And now... For this week's headline feature, Scream 6, coming up straight after this quick break. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So then. <laughs> Do you want to start? Scream 6. Yeah. Well, shall I start with a synopsis? Have you written one or have you copied and pasted one? I've written it. Oh, let's see. Go on then. I've written one as well. but we'll In the one. next instalment, the survivors of... The ghost faced killings leave Woodsboro behind and start a fresh chapter in New York City. Done. Wow. That was off IMDb, to be fair. Oh. Sorry. Let me give you mine. Okay. A requel becomes a franchise as the teens move to New York to get away from Woodsboro. Once a horror movie becomes a franchise, nobody is safe. The only thing they need to do not break the rules does that make any sense the rules of the rules of franchise horror franchises clever yeah i think that probably makes more sense if you've seen scream six actually because they have this whole big thing yeah first thoughts anyway yeah i enjoyed it it was good so did i did you prefer it to 2022 scream um i liked last year's but i don't know if i preferred it but i liked them both like, I don't, you know, with some franchises, you feel like a year is a bit too soon a gap. Well, that's what I thought. I don't think I felt that with this. I think this is, it obviously taps into themes that are going on in, like, pop culture. And you think, how much can stuff change in a year? Mm. But, like, this one really focused on kind of 
the proliferation of conspiracy theories and how everybody thinks that Sam was the one who killed everybody in the previous film yeah. and it's got this all big online conspiracy and no one believes him. I thought that's quite mm. clever to write that into it. Um, I do think if they do another, which I think they are, they should maybe like not release it next year and give it maybe give a it bit another, more distance. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I like this one as well. I thought them them taking it out of Woodsboro give it a bit of a fresh perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this one was particularly like quite gruesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and as ever, I never ever cor- guess correctly who the killers are ever. No, I didn't either on this one. And what was interesting is how it's got that kind of red herring at the start with the, you know, the initial ghost face who then end up being killed. They kill that Samara Weaving's character in the in the alleyway, but it's they're not the ones that end uh, up being the actual ghost face of the film. Yeah. These are like some wannabes that are in film class, kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm with you. Um, but I did think that was quite interesting to to have them it was a great opening scene wasn't yeah, it yeah it was it was quite tense mm. um and i like how they kind of bring in the the phone aspect even in kind of a modern perspective like she's sat and this guy's coming for a date and he rings her yeah and he says go into this alley which you would just never do but, i mean why the fuck would you do you know what i mean mm, but yeah honestly um got some really 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 gruesome bits um do you think i think he could have done with more blood you no know, what is wrong with you today what was the <laughs> film you said what we were on about pearl, pearl. oh it wasn't gory <laughs> god um no there's a particular sequence which i thought was like brutal so it's the ghost face attack in sam and tara's apartment where they're going yeah. across on the ladder and she's yeah. already been stabbed, the poor girl. Oh, and she's her. trying to go across this ladder between the apart two apartments and then mm. she ends up just falling to it. I thought, God, this poor girl is going through it. Like it felt almost yeah. unnecessary how much she went through on and that. It's it's the first kind of significant scary tense chase scene after the scene where they've gone through what the rules of the horror film are and the fact that it's now turned a requel into a franchise and things which is where the plot synopsis came from yeah um and it's like the rules are don't have sex don't be in a relationship etc etc and those are the focuses of this first big chase and it was really tense actually like sticking a ladder out the window to get across to the other apartment over the alley. That's yeah. Very scary. Um, I really liked them leaning into more kind of Sam's story arc on this one. Um, like a bit more character development. Yeah. And yeah. It, it was good to show off her acting skills a bit. And also I did kind of like her dynamic between her and her sister. Oh yeah. I was watching Jenna it the whole Ortega. time and I was like, I know that I know your face from a different film and I know that it's not just the last Scream film. I've just Which one? Now. Um, Melissa Barrera. Oh, from West Side Story. West Side no, Story. not the West Side Story. No, In the Heights. In the Heights, yeah. The West Side Story. It's because they both came out very close to each other in yeah. the same year. Yeah. Um, yeah. But she was really good. Really good. And I like Jenna Ortega as well, who's going from strength to strength from Wednesday. She's becoming a Me bit too. of a And I've heard that she said maybe. about Wednesday in future, she wants it to be a bit darker as well. I don't know how much creative control she has on Wednesday, but no, no, but like that's where she wants to take the character, right? Interesting. Mm. Um, what I thought was a little bit weird. It's really hard to talk about these films in like order. You know the killer. So the killer. We won't talk about the killers who they were just yet, but they've got this shrine, um, built to kind of ghost face. And we wonder who this shrine belongs to. But what was oh, interesting? Oh yeah, where they've got all of the like, they've got all of the original murder weapons and every ghost face mask and cloak that 
But to have that as a plot device when you don't have the original person from Scream was quite interesting. Mm. To not have Sidney Prescott's character leave Canada. Why didn't they have that? Apparently what they offered her money-wise was insulting, so she walked away. Right. So, but it's interesting to see how this has been the highest grossing screen film. And it, it, it just goes to show, be careful what you wish, like walking mm. away, because if it proves that a franchise can succeed without you, then. <laughs> then and I yeah. would say these new characters now are kind of becoming, I don't think I'd be that bothered if, Courtney Cox wasn't in the next, like, if none of them, obviously David Arquette was killed in the previous film. So we've only got yeah. Courtney Cox and Nev Campbell, Neve Campbell, never know how to say. I think I would say Neve Campbell. Is it Neve Campbell? Yeah. Um, but yeah, just be careful about walking away because... Well, Also, you know... not having um, Thingy in Creed 3, that's another one recently, just shows that Creed can... Can Sylvester Stallone can survive without yeah. him? Yeah. In fact, I actually prefer it when he's not in. But yeah, um, I didn't miss him from it to no. be honest. Um, Although Hayden Panettiere did come back as Kirby. Oh my god! On Kirby, I've got a, a note here that just says "hated." Sh oh, I wrote Shelby. I meant Kirby. Hated Kirby's wig. I've got great to see Hayden Panettiere back as Kirby. Kirby. Although that wig. Question mark, uh, exclamation mark, yeah. Um, and I thought she was the killer for ages. So did I. And then it led you to believe that she was. We fall for them, don't we? I know. Every single time, I'm like, I know that it's going to set me up to believe that it's this person, then this person, then this person, and then I'm going to find out who it is. And from the very start, I'm like, right, well, it's told me I don't trust you, so I don't trust you. Knowing full well that by the end, I will have to, because it won't be then. I think what really throws you off is Quinn, the daughter of. So there's three killers. Yeah. One's Quinn. Yeah. One's her brother. Yeah. And one is their dad. Yeah. Who is called? Uh, can't remember. The peace singer. Uh, but when Quinn dies. Yeah. That's the bit that throws you off because you think she's dead. But because she's gone, he's her father's gone to the scene. He's like covered it, up, yeah, which is a little bit like they were. It's a bit unrealistic, like because I'm sure they more wouldn't people put would look at a the body so close to the case, yeah, on the case. But I think when it comes to the identity of the killers, mm. that's what throws you off the scent the most. Yeah. Um, Do you know who I thought immediately from the moment that they introduced his character, the sexy neighbor? Did you? I was like, don't trust you. See that? Pam. No, I thought he was too obvious. obvious. Well, that's exactly what I mean. I fell for it straight yeah. away. Yeah. Um, and I recognised him from AJ and the Queen. I think he's been in quite a few naff things. Mm. Um, yeah. But no, I didn't... I thought he was a better actor in this than he was I in AJ and the I Queen. Think most people... I think if anyone would be a bad actor in AJ and the Queen, um, what's he called? Um, it's really annoying me. I don't know. Anyway, um, oh, ah, I'm panicking. Why are we panicking? I don't know. I felt like I needed to fill the dead air then while you find out this guy's name, and then I panicked. Basically, a conversation about when movies are really self-aware. Like, I know we've got, we've come to appreciate that about the Scream franchise, but sometimes I feel like it's a little bit too much. Too self-aware. Well, like, we had pretty much exactly the same scene in this one as we did in the last one except instead of being sat in a living room watching a horror film with what's her name who's also in um she plays Thaisa in yellow jackets young Thaisa her you know who I mean mm. where she goes around telling all of the main characters this is why you're not safe and this is why it won't be me and this is why X, Y, and Z is going to happen in this film. We had exactly that scene in both of these. Don't you think that's quite interesting, though? I do find it interesting. 
But I don't, I don't think, like, next time I don't think I need it. But yeah. then maybe, maybe I do just, I want it to be a bit shaken up or broken up a little bit or like interspersed rather than it just being a two minute lecture and then the film plays out exactly as she said it will and still manages to not reveal the killers until right towards the very end. You know what I mean? Yeah. Can't quite work out how I like about it. But no, so what we've got is we've got Quinn, who's one of the killers, mm. who is daughter of Wayne Bailey, the detective, as we mentioned. Mm. And then their brother, uh, Quinn's brother, Ethan, who's played by Jack Champion, who is in Avatar The Way of Water as Spider and looks loads younger, which oh. goes to show how long ago that second Avatar film Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, okay. Like, we're talking, I would say, all of the, the live-action stuff for Avatar 2 was probably filmed at least five years ago. I thought you were going to say longer than that. Maybe longer. He looks more than five years older. Well, yeah. But, yeah, um, I'll tell you one thing. Like, I do like Gail, and I do think she's camp, and it, it's quite funny every time they, tra- they find, they yeah. manage to weave her back into the story which is just i think she just weaves herself into the story which is so um typical of the um investigative journalist role in a horror film but i will say the attack that she had was quite scary yeah and her poor boyfriend she didn't see him asked no dead so is that what happens to you when you've gone through Six screen films when you could be next. So desensitised. Uh, in front of you and you're just like, meh, what's the point? Yeah. But no, I did like her, her, I'm glad that she got her, like, phone call moment and she's like, yeah, this has happened to me, my boy, so you're not going to get me. Yeah. He was already in the flat. Already there. Um, what I will say is, these characters love getting stabbed. And surviving. Love getting stabbed? No, but like, it just... <laughs> so Chad, who... When Chad got killed... Which one's Chad? I'm not very good at the names. Mason Goodin, the sexy one. Is he the, bro- the twin He's brother? twin. Yeah. 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 When he got stabbed after him and... On the subway? Just looked at... No, he was stabbed in the theatre. God. All three of them were like stabbing him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I was just like... All these characters, like when he gets rolled out at the end, thinking he's dead, and he was on this stretch. Which one got stabbed on the subway then? Wasn't it? Was that Mindy? I don't know. (laughs) There's too much going on to remember it all. We're not doing very well with names and characters this this episode. Do you know what I think it is with Scream? I think because it's all so like. Um, looking down, watching the film happening, like it's a bit meta. None of the names or faces sink in with me because I'm Mindy just like, well, is stabbed on the train. Yeah, and she survives as well. Yeah, and Chad survives. Yeah, after being crucified, like three people stabbing him. Yeah, um, so I thought that, but yeah, I mean, it's going to come back. But yeah. I do think a really a, a significant strength of this one though is the chases. As compared to last year, the chase scenes in like around New York City and through all of the abandoned buildings that they're in and various scenes, like Even we've already mentioned, Gail's and her flat. That we got, yeah, which we have really seen early on. A bit of in the trailer, but, um, yeah, very strong, really tense. Um, yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked how it connected to the previous film in the sense that Jack plays Richie, his brother to uh, <laughs> Quinn and Ethan. Yeah. And son of Wayne Bailey. So, like, they're out for revenge. Yeah. So, I thought that was quite a nice little weaving bit between mm. the two films. Um I think we're going to probably see the connection between Sam's character and Billy Billy Loomis, um, who's Sam's father, that she keeps seeing. Yeah. Um, explored and like 
She does seem to have a dark side in the sense that she... I want her to get a bit dark for that. She put that ghost face mask on to kill Wayne, though. Mm. But then she, right at the end, she kind of... You think she's looking at this mask thinking she's going to almost don it, but then she leaves it on the road, which is all kind of up in the air. Um, But yeah, interesting. It's made loads of money. Has it? Well, it's a budget it was only 35 million. Like, horror films don't cost a lot to make. It's yeah. only made 845. Very nice. So that's like making your money back mm. and more. Um, anything else before we. Only to just nip and get my gaydar from the next room. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You oh, I haven't even got it ready. It's a four. That's <laughs> <laughs> just a sneak for me, Talon. Um, and how gay is it then? Let me just unzip the package. Your face, honestly. You it's look so embarrassed I, about no, this. No, it's just, I don't think we're still getting this right. You, What you're going to do now is you're going to put it on like this Top Gear thing that we discussed in the previous episode. I'm not having it tied to Top Gear though. No, I don't I like Jeremy Clarkson enough. <laughs> and, you know, is it gear or less well, or more gear than everything everywhere? Can you predict what the gaydar is telling me on its little dial? More gear than everything everywhere. Correct, it is more gay than everything it's everywhere. It's got more LGBT characters. Yeah. It's camp. Yeah. It's camp. The, ca- the gays love a slasher yeah. for some reason. Yeah. I don't know. I'd love to know like mm. a, a story as to why gays gravitate towards kind of yeah. slasher, pulpy. Hey, gay stuff. internet or gay science. Who's done a study into why the gays love a slasher? There will be something. Surely. A bit psychological because like, we're all a bit damaged. <laughs> well, there's been like, why do gays stereotypically like pop? towards pop music which yeah. I don't know the answer but there's definitely been things discussed about that oh interesting but, yeah I mean all in all to be serious and not kind of ranking films but I would it, it it's a great it feels I know it's a screening film and it's a horror film but it <laughs> does feel very progressive like even the friendship circles yeah the that, you know, there's guys, there's girls, there's people who look a little bit gender non-conforming, whether or not they are, but yeah, yeah, you know, they're all friends, there's relationships, there's queer relationships. There's... It just feels like it could be anyone's friendship group. Yeah. especially Which in, I quite like. Especially in New York, and I mean, I know they're from kind of Woodsboro, which I can't remember what state that's set in, it's like somewhere Midwest, probably a bit. It's in the Ohio region, yeah, isn't it? Somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. Um, but, you know, it just, it feels like a very progressive film. Mm. Sometimes, yes. you know, we touched on some of the themes, like how it seems to move with the times, like um, talking about conspiracy and social media and how things are changing and being a young person in time nowadays. I do wonder how it's going to age. Because, like, we've it's been watching some all... classic horror films yeah. and they have aged well like they've stood the test of time and i just wonder if some of these are going to so before screen five came out last year i had not really seen them properly so i watched all oh did you yeah Yeah. and it they are whilst they are very much of the time i like them because they're almost like a little time capsule of that period ah okay cool so it'd be quite nice in 10 years time to look back and be like oh look at what came Mm. out and the themes that they're touching on what else yeah Speaking of time, that's all for this time. If you have enjoyed this episode of Gaze on Film, please subscribe, rate and comment on your podcast platform of choice. Um, Yeah, ratings and comments are really good for us on the um, algorithms and such. You've probably heard it on the other podcasts you listen to, but it really does help new listeners find us, which we're really keen on getting um, because it's fun to see numbers go up um don't forget to follow us on instagram and twitter as well we are at gaze on film pod 
um, to join the conversation and check out our Letterboxd accounts. Links are in the show notes. Before you sign off, can I just say something myself? Yeah. So obviously, this is our first episode that we're together and now we're in a routine. We plan on doing more. We're going to yeah. aim. We're really going to aim for like one or two episodes a week. Yeah, I think if we can get at least three or four tonight, yeah. we'll be we'll be grand. And I think what we're going to do, Ned doesn't know this yet, but oh. I've decided it. When we do like an old something that isn't a new release, mm-hmm. I think what we might do is we might drop the um, trail of trash or treasure and what we've been watching and just kind of discuss the more legacy films so people can dip in without having to know what's yeah. So if it's a new release, we'll do the generic, what we'd all be Don't call it generic. That makes it sound plain and boring. No, not generic. Uh, The established established quality content that you're used to. Yeah, that. Very much that. And we will also do some legacy episodes that will run slightly different. Straight into the film, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. We think. And upcoming episodes, we're hoping to do John Wick 4. The Super Mario Brothers movie, Renfield, Mandalorian Season 3, Evil Dead Rise. So they're all new releases. That's what you've got to look forward to. But we are hoping to pretend, like, what I would like people to do is, like, message us and say, we'd love you to do this older film. Yeah, what's your favourite film from time gone by? It doesn't even have to particularly be, like, old, old. It could just be a few years behind and we've not had time to get Done we yet. have got Swiss Army Man penciled in because we want to celebrate Daniel since um, everything yeah. has been left. Is that A24 as well? I'm not sure. Swiss Army Man. But yeah. It looks weird. Anyway, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Oh yeah, that as well. <laughs> Especially yeah. about Screen 6. Yeah. So please do feel free to drop us a message. I have been Ned. And I've been Declan. And this has been Gaze on Film. Live from our new flat. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.